Amen. Children's Church, you can be dismissed. Final day of 2017, approaching 2018. Man, did you ever think? I hope you'll plan on coming out tonight. Uh, our movie night is The Case for Christ. Curious, anybody seen Case for Christ, the movie? Oh, just my family. Okay. When did, no, I'm just kidding. All right, a couple of you. How about this? How many of you have read Lee Strobel's book, Case for Christ, Case for Faith, Case for Creator? Have you read those books? Raise your hand if you've read any of those books. Few of you have. Um, yes, he has the case for the real Jesus. This is his testimony. The movie is um, about his life, how he came to know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. If you don't know his story in a quick summation, uh, his wife was a believer. He was a journalist, and he was sick and tired of his wife's faith. And so he said, I'll set the record straight once and for all, and I'll do a journalistic investigation on the claims of Christ. And so he spends time traveling the world, investigating the claims with the purpose and intent of disproving the Scriptures and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well... I don't want to give away the ending, <laughs> but I think we probably already know when he's writing these types of books, he has become a leading proponent and apologist in the faith today, and uh, I think you will be greatly blessed uh, and encouraged with the movie, so I hope you will plan on being out here, call someone, invite someone out. Uh, it, is, it is a good film, and uh, keep in mind, you know, not everybody was like you before Christ. You know, there's some flaws that was a little sarcasm there, my, as my daughter says. That was sarcastic. Um, so there are a few rough edges we'll see in his B.C. days, before Christ days. Um, but uh, it is an excellent film, and uh, I know you will be encouraged and blessed by it. So, looking forward to that time. Speaking of time, what time is it? It is praise time, in that we are doing our yearly testimony time. And so this is our annual testimony and praise service. I like to close out the year um, with this. Sort of uh, is an opportunity for us as a collective body of believers to uh, recognize God's hand in our life over this past year and what He's currently doing and anticipation for what He's going to do in our lives in the future. And so this is God's service. And I pray uh, that you will be open to the Spirit's leading. And if He nudges your heart to share a testimony or a praise or maybe a scripture passage that's been on your heart uh, recently, uh, then I would encourage you to listen to the Lord's leading and uh, proclaim His praises. The Bible says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so uh, this is an opportunity for us to say so, to speak about it. So... Uh, I want to do this, though, in, in sort of an orderly fashion. You know, God does things in order, right? Let's do things decently and in order. And so uh, this will be a little different approach. And so, so basically we're going to do like three segments of testimony. And so um, our first focus is going to be on the past. And so over the past year, I want you to be thinking about over the past year, how's God worked in your life? Maybe there's been something that he's done in your life over the past year. You just, you want to sing his praises. You want to 
exalt the name of Christ and how He's worked over this past year in your life in a certain circumstance or situation. So be thinking about that. Some of you are familiar with this poem, Time for New Beginnings. You probably can't read all that. Well, maybe you can. This is a popular poem. You'll find it everywhere. Uh, written by Taylor Addison, uh, the Blue Mountain Arts, 1989. It says, this is a time for reflection as well as celebration. As you look back on the past year and all that has taken place in your life, remember each experience for the good that has come of it and for the knowledge you've gained. Remember the efforts you've made and the goals you've reached. Remember the love you have shared and the happiness you've brought. Remember the laughter, the joy, the hard work, and the tears. And as you reflect on the past year, also be thinking of the new one to come. Because most importantly, this is the time of new beginnings and the celebration of life. And guys, we are blessed. As believers, we are blessed to have abundant life that's only found in Jesus Christ. If there's anyone who ought to be able to sing praise, it ought to be God's people. So, with that said, let's think about the past. Now, Scripture says this. Sometimes you'll find in Scripture that looking back is a bad thing, you know. Um, but there are also passages that encourage us to look back. For example, Psalm 77, 11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. Pastor Nate, you weren't here last week enjoying your last vacation. I did NASB, but since you're back this week, I did ESV. Just for you, my friend. Scripture also says in Psalm 103:2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. So who will start? By the way, decently in an order, raise your hand, and we'll bring you a microphone. There's a hand. I'd like to thank every member of the church for praying for me uh, these last few years and all the love and, and kindness that you've shown me and the blessings I really uh, love each and every one of you and um, ask that the Lord would continue to bless each of you and um, help us have a good year in 2018. Thank you, Miss Patricia. And right beside her, Miss Kathy. Yes, I'd like to thank everybody for helping me through my surgery that I had done on uh, December 15th. And I also want to thank everybody for praying for my, 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 my boyfriend, Marcus Figaro. He's uh, stationed in Ukraine, and his, uh, his camp was under attack on December 22nd. And December 23rd, he got, he got hit. He got uh, six bullets in his leg. He had uh, some taken out Saturday, and he'll have the rest taken out Wednesday. So I want to thank everybody for praying for him and praying for me through my surgery. I love you all. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Yeah, I think uh, we were all pretty shocked to see Miss Kathy the day she was released from the hospital. She came to church. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's good stuff, Miss Kathy. Thank you. Continue to pray for her as well. Over here. Until her doctor wrote a um, 
rather military-sounding letter to the insurance company say, all right, if the calcified parts within her veins, some breaks off and she dies, I'm going to stand with them at the trial taking you to court because you refused her operation um, with a few choice words, elegantly put, but a few choice words. And uh, they gave her the operation. And, uh, and her, uh, the operation, uh, lumpectomy on her breast, turned out okay, but she would need your prayers for pain that she has in that area due to the uh, radiation. But um, I was amazed. I mean, she stuck through all that and a whole lot of other stuff. And, and uh, I just praise the Lord for answered prayer and uh, pray you'd be with my son-in-law's family because he had to preach his father's funeral Thursday. Uh, and this is not a good time to have a family member die, you know. But I'm praising the Lord that Ann met Chuck at Bob Jones, and she married into a marvelous Christian family. And uh, he, he's a soul of laughter, and he's a hard worker, and all three of their boys and their husbands have jobs now, which is good. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it's just all sorts of hardships lay throughout our lives. And I remember my, my mother-in-law saying, well, I thought there's, where's the golden years? And I said, well, that was back before you turned 70. <laughs> you know? So enjoy your golden years wherever they are, whether you're young or old, and know that the Lord does have something for you. I covet your prayers for a letter I have to write because when we came back this early this week, uh, I only opened up one of my Christmas cards. It was from my cousin saying that the doctor gave her six months to live. Her mother was a Christian. I'm not sure Clara is. And whew, I've been going through my devotionals and picking out the ones that I think might help her and uh, put down so that it'll give her some, some hope for right now and some hope for in the future to see her her mom and my mom and our grandma. But I'm going to need the Lord's wisdom on that, so I covered your prayers. When we think about the past and you think about your own life, you think about being transferred from darkness into light as believers. I'm reminded, Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2, 11 through 12, he says, therefore, remember. Remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision, by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Scripture tells us we're to remember. We too, once, at one time, were children of wrath. But by the grace of God, we are now sons of God. 
And that's something, as we think back on our past, we think and should have a heart of gratitude and gratefulness because of His transforming grace. You know, one of the things I would also encourage us to focus on as we reflect and remember is the struggle, and you hear some of the struggles. Many of you, I know, have faced a number of struggles over the past year. But I want us also in this service this morning be reflective of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are struggling in a way we have yet to imagine the persecution that many who profess the name of Christ are suffering even today in other parts of the world secret churches meeting underground in fear of their life. You know, we've been studying in Hebrews, and, and I'm reminded of this passage we just recently went through, and it was in Hebrews 10, 32, says the following, But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourself in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. Hebrews 13.3 says, Remember those who are in prison, as those in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Scripture commands us to remember those who are suffering. And so this morning, as we close out this first section, I'm going to ask Pastor Nate if he would to come forward, and I want him to pray praise and protection. We're grateful for our salvation. We can praise God for His saving grace. And we also want to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world for their strength as they are persecuted and suffer persecution even now. So Pastor Nate, if you would come lead us in prayer and let's join our hearts together as we pray for these things, praise and protection. God, I just thank you so much for the time we have to uh, just look back and think about uh, our past year. And I just want to thank you for our salvation. Just the uh, amazing fact that you came and you died on the cross for our sins and that, that we have been able to have the opportunity to place our trust in you and accept you as Savior. I just thank you for those that this year even have done that. And I just praise you for the, the continual work that, that you have done in us this year. Um, even this morning in, in Sunday school, thinking about how we are, are freed from the power and the, the penalty of sin. And I just pray that, that you would continue to glorify yourself by changing us to be more like you. 
and that everyone that, that sees us and sees uh, the way we live, that, that we would point them to you by our actions, by our words, by our attitudes. And that people would, would see that and, and we would be that salt and light so that, that people can, can see you and see how great you are and see the, the power that they can have in their lives when they accept you as their Savior. God, I also just thank you for the strength that, that you have given us um, this year, uh, the way you've blessed this church and the, the ministry opportunities that each one of us has had, both individually and, and corporately, and um, just the strength to, to get through it, the, the wisdom as we speak and as we deal with situations. And I thank you for um, all the work that you have done around the world. I know that, that through the ministry of this church and the missionaries we support, that, that many people have come to know you. And I also know that throughout the world there are churches that even today as they are, are meeting, are not able to meet the way we do. They aren't able to um, be public in their meeting and, and so open in the sharing of the gospel. I just thank you for the strength you've given them to persevere, to endure, even when they're going through things that, that I know I can't even imagine. I pray for them in this coming year that, that you would continue to do that, that you would grow these churches, you would grow your body um, internationally, and especially in these areas where persecution is at its highest, that um, they would have the opportunities to share the gospel. Whether it's with the people they normally come in contact with every day in their jobs and in their community. Or if it's even with their persecutors. The, the government, the, the soldiers, the police officers, or, or whoever it is that is um, persecuting them. I just pray that their light would shine and that their testimony would point people to you and that your grace would, would strengthen them and, and allow them to endure through these times. And God, just most of all, that you would glorify yourself in 2018 just as you've done in 2017. We pray this in your name. Amen. As we reflect on the present... I want to open up the floor again for some more uh, testimony. What's God doing currently in your life? Where is He at work um, in your situations, your circumstances? Anyone like to? Yes, right there, Ms. Belinda. This fits into the exactly what you're talking about, but I, God has so shown himself to us this year and recently that he cares about every specific detail of your life. It doesn't matter how small. He, he cares about every little detail. And I just want to thank him for his protection. Um, just a few weeks ago, one Monday morning, we shared with the pastor recently, one more, one. One Monday morning about 
um, Don happened to be home. He normally would have been already gone for work. And he happened to be standing at the dining room window on a business call, which normally he never does that. He's always in his office making his business calls if he's home. He looked out the window and he said, oh my gosh, there's a pickup truck coming through the woods at our front of our house. And um, we live pretty much way off the road. And um, you can barely see our house through the woods. And sure enough, looked out the window, here was coming a white pickup truck right through the woods, right toward the house. And um, your adrenaline kicks in, and like an idiot, I, he's putting on his shoes, and I run outside and look at the truck, and I think now how stupid that was. <laughs> but anyway, I'm standing there, and he still continues to come. And um, so Don gets his shoes on, and thank the Lord that Don's been running the past year, because he took off like lightning toward that <laughs> truck shouting at that man to stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? We thought maybe it was a hunter who had got misplaced, but he didn't stop right off the bat. And finally, when he saw Don, he jerked that truck in reverse and started heading out, um, going over stumps and trees and bouncing just like this. I know it was a bad thought, but we were praying he would hit a tree. <laughs> Anyway, um, he didn't, and as he went out another way, Don was on one part of the road, he was on the other, and he laughed as he went by Don. But it wasn't until I was on my way to work, because I was just so pumped up about what happened, that I just was thinking, oh my gosh, God, I could have been there by myself, and the doors weren't locked and I didn't have a weapon out. And this was a man coming to rob us, and who knows what else would have happened had Don not been there. So I just continually praised God and thanked him, Lord, you let Don be home that day. You knew what was coming. You let him stand at the window and saw this guy coming at perfect time, yeah. perfect timing. So. God is a God of perfect timing. Amen. Nothing happened ha happens haphazardly. It's in his plan. I don't know why this guy was coming to try to rob us, but I just praise God for his protection. So the coming year, I hope and pray that all of us will trust him with even the smallest of details, like standing at a window at the perfect time or beholding that uh, sunset that we just so ignore going down the road because one thing I've learned is that he cares about it now Amen. not tomorrow he cares about your tomorrows but he cares about you now Amen. and remember that in this coming year to take one day at a time and to trust him with every specific detail of your life amen Bible says God is a very present help in time of need, in time of trouble. And uh, definitely he was a present help in that moment. And praise God for that. I think we'll get to glory sometimes and realize there were a lot of days where he was very much a present help. 
and we didn't even realize that there was need for help in that moment. Someone else, a testimony. Yes, Miss Kathy, we'll, we'll let you go twice. <laughs> let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hey, listen, you, if you're bubbling over with the praises of God, let it out. That's good. Um, yes, I want to say that the same day that my boyfriend got hit, his co-ed co that was fighting next to him got hit too. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for everybody's prayers here and the Lord up above, his co-ed died two days later. I mean, that could have been my boyfriend. And um, I was crying, crying, crying. I said, God, God, please help him and let all the people that pray for him at my church help him. And God must have helped him because he only got slightly hurt. And he did have surgery that Saturday. And then that following Wednesday, he had to have surgery again because the doctor found two more bullets in his leg that Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to pray for my mom because my sister's been taking care of her for two years. And she has dementia. And she's in the hospital right now. And she's, she's not doing good at all. So please, everybody, I, I, I pray you for all that you did, did for me. And I'm so happy to have you in my life. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Kathy's mother's name is Charlotte. We sat and talked the other day, and um, she definitely could use your prayers right now. And uh, for those of us who've been down this road with a parent, uh, it's, a, it's a hard road. And so prayers are with you, Miss Kathy, and uh, for your mom, Charlotte, as well. Um, other testimony. Ladies first. I knew. See, Gentry's a gentleman. He already yielded. Yes. Uh, I think what I got to say is kind of a mixture of past and present Amen. and future. Um, I went back to Duke on Friday. No more growth. Everything is gone. I've been released. I don't have to go back anymore. And thank you for your prayers. Amen. Um, the next thing is I want to praise the Lord for my children, my grandchildren. They are so my life. Um, I praise the Lord for my son and his wonderful family. I praise God for bringing a Christian woman into his life to raise Christian children. I thank God every day for that. I think that's one of the things in the world I'm most happy about is because I know my son has a strong mate in the life, and he's, they're raising wonderful children, and I praise God for that. Um, I ask for prayer for my, both of my girls because neither one of my girls are where they should be. They both have children that are not in church and not, not being presented every day in life with what they need to arm themselves for the future. Um, I pray every day that something will touch their hearts to let them, let them realize how important it is to have God in their life. I look at Facebook and I see these crazy comments from people about how God is a joke and God is this. I can't, it breaks my heart. It kills my heart because I think, how can anybody live day to day and be happy in life at all with not having God in their yeah. life? I just don't understand how you can make it from one day to the next. But then again, I remember... Back before God was in my life, I didn't know what I was missing. Right. And if you don't have it, you can't miss it, I guess. Mm. But I pray for all those people, too, because there's so many people on there that just kill my heart yeah. with their ideas and 
just don't care about mm. their fellow man. Mm. And uh, many of you guys know my granddaughter, Emily slash Dave. She calls herself Dave. She seems to be at a turning point in her life right now where she's thinking maybe she's might have made some mistakes with mm. the way she feels about things. I pray all the time that God will touch your heart, and I pray that's what's happening now. And please... Mm. Join me in praying for her because she's such a good kid and she's got so much to give in this life. And the fact that she has put herself out there and presented herself the way she has just makes life rougher for her every day. And she's got so much love and all to give. But I seem to sense a difference in her right now in comments that she's made and just decisions that she's making right now. But I praise the Lord every day for you guys. You're my church family, and I love you so much. Jerry and I have made a commitment this week to do better than we have the last few weeks because we've let life get in the way a lot here lately, and um, we're, we're going to try real hard not to let that happen. So pray that God will touch us in that manner as well. Amen. But thank you, and I love you all. Thank you, Miss Helen. Love you guys, and we're kind of partial to your son and his family too. <laughs> you know, you, you spoke of something, and... Um, Scripture reminds us in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you're right. You know, sometimes I think back on my own life and we didn't know until the light came on. You didn't see until you saw, right? And so that's the world is walking in darkness and we are light bearers. And until the grace of God moves upon their heart, they will not see. Their eyes will not be opened. And so as we pray and we put feet to our prayer, our hope is that our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors will come to know the Christ that we know who transforms hearts, who changes lives completely. You know, we're reminded in Scripture in 1 Peter 2, 17 that we are to honor everyone. We're to love the brotherhood. We're to fear God. And we're to honor the emperor. We're also told in Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. As we reflect on the present, think of the present and... Um, many things that we're thankful for. I want us to also remember country. Um, Romans 13, 1 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And we live in a very volatile political climate. But believer whether it's Obama or whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's a Clinton in the White House, is irrelevant. 
our response is the same. We are to pray for our leaders. We are to recognize God's sovereign hand in who's there. We're also told in Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever He will. You know, I've often said, um, if you don't like the leadership, be it the church, the community, or the country, you ask God to work in the heart of the leader. He's more than able to turn that river. Job said in 12, 23, and 25, he makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. In reflecting upon our church, I also would ask in the coming year that not only should we be praying for our country and our community, but we should also be praying for our church. We're told in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, Paul said, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. We're told in Hebrews 13, uh, 7, and also 17 and 18. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Verse 17 goes on and says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience desiring to act honorably in all things. Believer, we are instructed in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. God is a present help. And by His grace as we press forward into 2018, 
Let us be mindful in this moment. He knows your need, even before you ask. And so with thanksgiving, may we bring those requests to Him. I'm going to ask Brother Dean if he would come and focus on a time of prayer, of peace, prosperity, leadership to the layman in our country, in our community, and in our church. You know, before I pray, I want to give praise and honor to the Lord for all that He has done and all that He is doing the present. Not a day goes by that uh, we can't lift up our hearts in praise and worship to God and see the powerful hand as God stretches out grace to every one of us. Stretches out grace to my wife, to myself, and just to continue day in and day out. So I, I thank the Lord for strength. And I want to you join in prayer for the present time. We live in dangerous times. So let's go to the Lord. Father, I'm reminded, the psalmist said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is all we have. Paul said, behold, today is the day of salvation. It might be that someone here today in this present not yesterday nor tomorrow, but today. would need that grace that brings salvation through Christ Jesus. So I want to, I want to pray. I want to pray for our country. The times in which we live truly are times of danger. Times of confusion. Our leaders, whom give direction to our nation, they're divided. They, each one, seems to be aiming, directed toward that which is right in his or her eyes. Lord, we've lost all concept of unity. And we know that unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord will build this country again, we labor in vain. So I do pray. I pray for the present leaders that are making decisions in our country. The nations abroad, but particularly America, that the Spirit of God would bring conviction upon their hearts of righteousness and justice so that we can see in our land the greatness of Christ again, the greatness of the gospel. If this doesn't happen, Father, I am well aware that we're on the precipice 
of judgment. And Lord, you would be just if you brought judgment this day. So I want to pray. I want to pray for godly leaders to occupy our country, our communities, the governments of our communities, our states and our, our communities in which we live. I would pray for godly people, <clears throat> again, to govern. Father, I would pray for our churches. Our devotions this morning was reminding us that we are to be, as lay people, we are to be salt that would be a preservative of righteousness, a preservative in our communities, in our neighborhoods, to our neighbors. We are to be light. So help us as a church body this present day to so let our light shine that men would see that we have that which is real. We have a, a Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have a hope which is an expectation in Him. And we have a direction to live. So, Father, as we, as we pray for the present, we do make this a broad prayer for country, for community, and specifically for Community Baptist Church. I believe with all of my heart that you brought each and every one of us here to be a part of this church. So let us be that which is an instrument in the hands of the mighty God that we would see progress, we would see edification, we would see sanctification take place in this body. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Dean. Now we turn our attention to the future. As we think about uh, approaching New Year, uh, excitement, I, I want us to reflect upon God's promises in preparation for what's to come. We're told in Philippians 3, 12 through 14, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that should give us encouragement, hope, as we press forward as pilgrims journeying through a land that is not our home. And we're able to do this as we've been learning in the great hall of faith, in the study of Hebrews, because of the promises of God. I'm reminded of uh, Titus 2, 13 waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
We're told in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. So as we look at the new year, what are some of your hopes? What are some of your prayers? Maybe you want to share a testimony you haven't yet. Uh, Maybe there's something that's in your heart that you're desirous to see the Lord do in the year to come in your life. We've heard a testimony just a little while ago how there's this hope and desire to, you know, where, where are you? Where are you in this? Somebody would like to share maybe a testimony. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be that of the future, and, but where are you? Miss Emery? We all expect this from us. Amen. There is a future hope for you, young Gavin. This is true, and it's found in the person of Jesus Christ. Brother Mark, you had a testimony over here. Thank you, Miss Emery. I want to thank the Lord for a couple of opportunities that I've had at work uh, this week, uh, actually the last couple of weeks, uh, that have been a little unusual. Work has been a challenge the last few months. I know I've talked to you about that and some others uh, know. So uh, just the amount of time that has been spent at work that has put uh, stress on me and uh, in turn put stress on Holly and Scott with me not being uh, home as much. So. That's one of the future prayers uh, of mine is that uh, God would guide and direct with that. But as I go to work, um, one of the things that I pray is that God would first help me with my attitude at work as things are stressful uh, because I want to have a positive attitude. I want to honor God at work. Uh, So that's one of my prayers. My other prayer is that God would help me to be a light to those that don't know him uh, that I work with and that uh, I can be an encouragement to the believers that I do work with. So a couple of weeks ago, I had one of our newer employees came in <clears throat> to my office, and you know, I get random questions from time to time about different things, but this was new. He said, um, he said, Mark, you're a Christian man, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, what do you think about tithing? Okay. So anyway, we had a conversation about tithing, and then any, anyway, the, the conversation, I always try to get it, to the point of the gospel. Amen. So anyway, we spoke for about five minutes and then he went back to work. Um, this past week, I had an opportunity to hold a uh, anniversary supper for one of our employees that had been there for 20 years. So we had uh, 23 people that were there. And I had prayed before that if God gave me an opportunity to say the blessing for the food, um, you know, that, that he would use that time. And so the lady asked me before we ate, she said, Mark, would you, would you say the blessing for the food? And I said, sure. And got, eventually we got to the food, but um, I was able to share the gospel you know, during that time uh, through prayer. And just thankful to God for those opportunities, even though work has been tough and there has been stress and it's been strenuous, not just on me, on my employees and on the others that I work with, but that there's these little nuggets that he does provide from time to time as we pray and as we seek him for those opportunities that he'll give those to us. Amen. Thank you, Mark. And no doubt that Mark's a true Baptist. Y'all got, he checked his card right then, didn't he? There was food at that place, and he prayed and shared the gospel. That's good. 
Look, that's uh, moving forward in the future. I want to spring off of that because I am grateful. Uh, I mean, first off, I mean, think about that just in and of itself that you were able to pray at a work function is awesome in and of itself in the day in which we live in America. Um, but I just want to take that as an opportunity to challenge all of us. Where are you working? Because that's where God's working, if you're His. That's why you are there. You're not there for that paycheck. You may think you are. No, no, no. God has you where you are because He desires to use you in your circle. And so I appreciate this testimony because, guys, it's an encouragement to all of us. This is why God calls us to where we are. We are all called all right, to full-time ministry, not just your pastors. You are called to full-time ministry wherever He has planted you. Let your light shine. Be salt. Pray for those opportunities uh, in this year to come. Because I am a firm believer of what God has already clearly told us in His Word. That the harvest is plentiful. It's the laborers are, who are few. So may God use Community Baptist Church in the future to be the laborers into that harvest of plenty. Somebody else got time for maybe one more? Brother Dick. It's an interesting opportunity, and Mark reminded me. Uh, we spent the last seven days with our children and grandchildren up in the mountains of Virginia. Mm -hmm. West Virginia. So, West Virginia. <laughs> Get it right, sir. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of West Virginia fans in the house. Anyway, uh, <laughs> while I was there, Jenny made arrangements for a book signing at the little town of Thomas, West Virginia. They have a library that's about half the size of this auditorium. But it was uh, nine degrees, and uh, we didn't think anybody would come because everything was snowed in. And, uh, but four people showed up, all four of them were Catholic, wow. and we got to spend an hour sharing the uh, essence of the book, but the gospel of Jesus Amen. Christ and how it fits into that. So Amen. Uh, we just praise God for that. And our future is, our, our, for the future is pray for our grandchildren. They're all in, in uh, schools that are not, uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're cultural schools. So. Yes, sir. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Dick. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, all right, Miss Patricia, we're going we're gonna to let you go last, all right? You go ahead and book in this thing for me. Well, Mark reminds me um, that every, every day that I go to work, my boss gives me the opportunity to pray us in and to, to pray for us every day. Um, I just ask that the Lord would continue to... Um, embolden me um, and that we would have the opportunity to see people that I work with that aren't saved to um, get saved and, and start going to church and that he would pray for uh, my boss and, and help her in every way. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Thank you, Miss Patricia. Absolutely. We, guys, uh, I'm telling you, we, there's no excuses for any of us. Uh, there's plenty of people out in this world lost and dying on their way to hell. And so uh, may God give us the grace that we need. I'm going to ask Dr. Shook if he would come and close us in a season of prayer for the future as far as prayer of promise, the promises that we find in God's Word, and uh, prepare our hearts for the year to come. 
focusing specifically on hope, not his daughter, but he can pray for her too. Um, but hope in, in God's promises, uh, health for spiritual growth in the year to come, and uh, for our holiness, uh, that we might be more and more conformed into the image of his son. Father, we thank you for your hand of provision over these last 365 days of 2017. There are many in this room that we are thankful for your hand of provision over years and in some cases decades of our lives. We are thankful that as your word faithfully declares to us in page after page, verse after verse, that you are faithful. That you're faithful in all circumstances of our lives that whatever happens in this life here and now, that you time and time and time again demonstrate yourself to be faithful. We thank you that uh, you have demonstrated that faithful to, uh, faithfulness to us in some very tangible ways, uh, the places in which we live, uh, the resources that you have afforded us, the families that you have allowed uh, us to be placed into. Uh, most importantly, Lord, the great salvation that we have that is so rich and free. And we're thankful that you are faithful even in our Christian lives as day by day by day you continue to make us more and more and more into the image of Jesus. We thank you for that promise in Philippians chapter 1 that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. So we look forward to that day, ultimately, when we will stand before you and we will be like you because we will see you as you are. And at that day, finally, fully and forever, our salvation will find its ultimate completion and conclusion as we stand and sing praises to your name for all eternity. We thank you that our salvation is not dependent upon what we can do or can't do. Our salvation is not dependent upon what we have to offer you, but our salvation is wholly and fully dependent upon who you are and your might and your power and your faithfulness in all things. And so we take comfort in that. And God, we pray that as we walk in this life, as we enter a new year, that we would walk in holiness. Your word tells us that we are to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. That we should not walk in holiness because of fear or anxiety or what you may or may not do to us, but we should walk in holiness as a response to your amazing love and faithfulness in our lives. And so I pray for myself I pray for my brothers and sisters who are here. I pray for brothers and sisters all over the world this morning that as we walk with you day by day by day, that you would continue to knock off some of the rough edges, continue to refine us and reform us so that one day we will be like you. And that even here and now, that people would see the differences that you are making in our lives. 
So we look forward to 2018. We look forward to the years, the weeks, the months yet that lie before us. And God, we pray not just for our goodness and our well-being, but ultimately for your kingdom and for your name to be expanded and glorified in the world around us. So we thank you and look forward to the ways in which you're going to work in us and through us for your namesake. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I leave you with a New Year's prayer. May God make your year a happy one, not by shielding you from all sorrows and pain, but by strengthening you to bear it as it comes. Not by making your path easy, but by making you sturdy to travel any path. Not by taking hardship from you, but by taking fear from your heart. Not by granting you unbroken sunshine, but by keeping your face bright, even in shadow. Not by making your life always pleasant, but by showing you when people and their causes need you most. And by making you anxious to be there to help. God's love, peace, hope, and joy to you for the year ahead. I'm not sure who that author is, um, but it's a great prayer to remind us as we move forward into 2018. I also would ask that you pray as I prepare this week for our uh, visionary sermon, uh, Lord willing, for next Sunday as we look at the year ahead as to God's leadership in this church's life, in my life, and so, uh, please, uh, remember your pastor as he seeks the Lord's direction in uh, where he'd have us move in ministry in the year.